Hi, friends. Welcome to the Seek Holy Living podcast with Christus Faboda. I am a wife to my wonderful husband, mom to my five precious children, and a friend to some amazing moms that I can't wait to introduce to you. Mothering is not a journey meant to be traveled alone. Join me every Monday for a new podcast where you will find hope, joy, and purpose. In the book of Titus, we hear about older women teaching the younger women how to live. And I am so excited to be back with us again today for part two of a conversation with an older woman who has just spoken into me my entire life and her life and the way that she lived has shaped who my parents are and and in turn who I am. And my grandmother is here today with us again. And I am so glad to have her. Last week, if you were not here yet, you need to go back and listen to last week's conversation. It's part one of this episode about living by truth over feelings. And my grandmother is just a perfect example of this. Uh, We talked about what it means to live by truths from God's word. And we went through really different areas of our life as Christian women. What does it mean to live by truths from God's word in our marriage, raising children, in our friendships, as we create life habits. What does that mean? And we're going to continue on today talking about the topic of leadership, because if you listened last week, you heard that my grandmother has led as long as I have known her my entire life. And even back before that, she has been leading women in truth and just is a wonderful leader and has definitely been gifted. I know that God gifts each of us in different ways and God has absolutely gifted my grandmom with the gift of leading and teaching. And um, I will introduce her. Her name is not just grandmom. I do think that's probably one of the most honorable titles she has, but her name is Virginia Burroughs and my grandmom will be 93 in August. So I am just blown away that she is willing to do this with me here today. And she was married to my dear granddad for 59 years. And again, if you didn't get to hear last week's, go back and listen, because even hearing her tenderness of her heart as she shared about clinging to truths of the Lord when he passed and how the truths that she had stored in her heart, it's those daily truths that the Lord builds up this wealth for us in our hearts that when we get to those hard times and hard places, we're able to make it through those because of those truths that we have stored up already. And you will get to hear about that in um, last week's episode with my grandma. So grandmom, thank you for being here again. This is such a treat. Let's go right on talking about what are some truths from God's word that led you as you led other women? Well, one verse I was reminded of is Isaiah 41.10. When we made one of those moves I talked about last week, we ended up in Conroe, Texas, and uh, my husband worked in Houston and commuted, which he did in those days. And I had been involved in our church in a teaching ministry of teaching internationals English as a second language. And I had met some wonderful women. I used to tell people that's how I travel. I meet people from around the world, and it's so interesting to get to know them from different cultures and 
and learn from them. But um, I wanted to start something in Conroe like that. And I didn't really know any internationals there, but I started. And God gave me this verse in Isaiah 41.10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So that's a wonderful scripture to know mm -hmm. and to trust in God, to know that he is with you every step of the way. And I did end up starting a group, and we had a lady from India that was a part of that group. And that was a blessing for the time I did live in Conroe. So that's another way that God had for me to meet people from around the world. My husband and I traveled quite a bit, and I loved everything we were able to do. So I tell my younger friends today, travel while your health is good. It's hard being a tourist, believe me. You have to get up early and be ready to go every day. And, but it is such a blessing to be able to have that privilege. So I encourage you to travel when you can and do it when you're young and healthy, because that's <laughs> important, too. Yes, yes. Well, and you talked last time a bit, too, about um, how you served and how God blessed you in your serving. And I know that that happened in the way as you led many, you know, in all of your ministries over the years that God, I know you would say that God really blessed you so much more than what you even gave out through the relationships and through his word that oftentimes it's the obedience in leading, even when we maybe don't want to, uh, maybe you're in a new place and you have to say, okay, there's nothing here. Guess I have to start it which maybe you don't want to do, that maybe you just want to be able to go attend something wonderful. But if there isn't something wonderful to attend and the Lord puts it on your heart, maybe that's your calling to step out and start it and lead something. Well, and I found another verse that helped me understand that, and it's in uh, Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 5, I believe. Faithful is he who calls, who also will do it. Mm -hmm. And when I, when I found that verse, it was when I was in a Bible study fellowship class before I became a teaching leader. And the teaching leader asked me to uh, do the lecture for the large group of women that met in the sanctuary of the church after the small group time. And for some reason, I agreed to do that and then wondered why I did. And then I was uh, remembering that was the time my first grandchild was born. And I also remember thinking, I'm not that old. I'm not ready for this. But I, I had to get ready. And I'm thankful for that first grandchild and all the others that have come along. But when I was reading a devotional the morning I was to teach that class, the devotional took me to 1 Thessalonians 5. And for some reason, I just kept on reading the designated verses. And when I came to that verse 24, and it said, faithful is he who calls, who also will do it. 
that became another verse that I leaned on, that if God calls you to do something, it's his business and you Mm -hmm. can trust him to do it through you. You don't have to do it and you don't have to fret or be worried or have butterflies. But anyway, that was a good verse to remember for me. That's, and I think that could be applied to so many moments of our lives, even as just in motherhood, in those trying times, whether it's with a trying toddler that you just think, I don't know how we're going to make it through dinner time. <laughs> it's been such a long, <laughs> hard day. And I remember my mom used to joke about that. And I understand it now. I didn't understand it as much then when I was a child, but now I get it. She used to joke about that. She wished she had some hooks in the garage that would be a little bit spread out on the wall, just enough so that she could take us all out there. And during those moments in that afternoon part of the day, when it's just getting a little crazy and, you know, everyone's kind of already had a whole day, but the day's definitely not over that she could just hang us up each on our own hook. So we're all safe and separate and just close the door for a little bit and then, uh, and then come back and get us once she had, you know, gotten herself back together again and was ready to take on the next little while. But uh, she didn't ever um, actually put hooks up, but I think she would help me install some in my garage if, <laughs> if I need them. Uh, but, you know, that verse though, again, whether it's with a craziness of the busyness of the littles or or the deep hardships that come with older children as well as they're growing. It's a different kind of challenges that, that come with the preteen years and the teen years that I'm just have right around the corner. And that verse is so encouraging. Faithful is he who calls, who will also equip that God has called each of us to mothering each of our children. And so when we're in that place of saying, well, God, you must have called the wrong one because I don't have it in me. What a beautiful reminder to remember that it doesn't matter that we don't have it in us. We never were supposed to. He is the one who is supposed to equip us every moment of every day. That's so true. And I think of what you're doing and how you're ministering to so many women around the world. That is just amazing, Kristen. I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank you. Okay, let's talk about this for a minute. So I know we talked about last time when granddad passed away and how you had to go back to truths of God's word. And even when I would ask you, you know, Grandmom, how are you feeling or how are you doing? And you so quickly went back to the truth of God's word. You know, I've been dwelling on Psalm 84, or I've been thinking on Psalm, whatever it was, but you focused on truths. Um, Have there been times in your life that you really had to make a conscious choice to live by the truth of God's word over where your feelings would have taken you? Well, yes, just this move I made to this senior living place was a big decision. And I wasn't pressured by any of my children to do this, but it came about because my sister, who had also been in a a senior living place, had had a bout in the hospital and was really not doing well at all. And her children took her to one of their homes and really nursed her back to health. Mm -hmm. 
and she was in a bad way. And I thought to myself, I don't want my children to have to decide on something in a hurry or decide on something fast. I probably need to go ahead and make this move. I knew people. I had two good friends who lived here where I'm living right now. And so uh, Chris's dad, as a matter of fact, was in town, and he went with me to look it over and to think about it. And I decided to make this move. And I thought recently I could have stayed in my home a little longer and maybe had some help to come there. It is a challenge getting old, believe me. And so, mm. so anyway, I found this apartment that has two bedrooms and that's enabled my kids to spend the night with me. In fact, my son, John and Connie are here right now and staying in my other bedroom, which is wonderful to have. So I had to make this decision and I made it by myself. I wasn't pressured. Then the next step was I've got to not drive anymore. And that's a big one. When you've been independent, it's hard to become dependent, let me tell you. But with that time comes and you need some extra help. And I decided again on my own that I had to give up my car. And they do have a service here to take you to your doctor's appointments. And they're very good about doing that. So I'm really very well taken care of. But it was a big decision. I didn't really want to leave my home. I had said, I'm going to heaven from right here. <laughs> <laughs> but God had other plans, and so he brought me here, and he brought me this beautiful uh, apartment, and it's been good for me to be here. And mm -hmm. all that just reminds me, by the way, several years ago, the two friends that had moved in at the very beginning of this building that was built for this purpose, and they asked me if they could get permission, would I teach a Bible study? And that's when I started teaching older women. And I agreed to do that. So I would drive from my house to here, which was a pretty good drive. And there were times that I thought, why am I doing this? I don't really want to go today. But I knew I had made this commitment. So for about three and a half years, I taught this class. So when I moved here, I knew a few people, which made it very helpful and for me, very good. And so now we still have the Bible study going, and I've met a wonderful teacher that was living here, and she's doing the class, and, and I'm just enjoying listening now because I felt like it was time for me to move on to just be a, an attendant and a listener and to continue to learn, but to know that there were others that could be wonderful teachers. So I'm enjoying that part of, of being here where I am right now. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, that's really beautiful. And thinking about how God, I, I believe, will honor those choices that you made to follow him and to follow or step out in different ways that maybe didn't seem like it was exactly necessary yet. You didn't have to, you didn't wait till the very last minute to say, okay, fine. 
But I think that that's kind of more the tendency, I think, of my generation. Most of the time, we wait until something's necessary, that we kind of just keep on doing and keep moving and keep going until a lot of times we hit a point that then it's necessary to make this choice. Okay, I guess I'm going to have to make this different choice with my child, or I guess I'm going to have to change this commitment that I've been doing in whatever way that maybe doesn't work as well for our family anymore. And sometimes when we wait until the have to, it comes, I think, with different pain or challenges or consequences that are hard at times that come with that if we wait until that. But the fact that you were able to be discerning and wise and saying, okay, you know, not, not based on my feelings. I'm not excited to make this move. Um, I'm not excited to make this change, but I believe this is what's going to be best. And I'm going to trust as the Lord leads me, I think has probably saved you from some extra hardships or challenges that you might've had if you waited until the, the had to, to make a change, um, which again goes back to, I think, intentionally seeking the Lord day by day in our own lives, because as we seek him each moment, he will lead us. Um, and what he has for us is good. Even if the changes are hard in the time, what he has for us is good because he is a good God. Um, okay. I have another question, grandma, I'm kind of along the same lines, but how how did you really learn God's word well enough to know what was true? Because someone asked me not too long ago, um, you know, how do I know that what the Lord is leading me is the Lord leading me? How do I know that it's God leading me to do something and not just me leading me or just an idea that I have? So how did you, how did you learn God's word in that way to be able to discern in that those oh truths. my goodness, Krista, these are deep questions, and some <laughs> of them are hard to answer. But the fact that God's word has lasted all of these generations, when you think about how it was put together, how God inspired the writers of his word, and and it and we're taught in the in the scripture that God is eternal and his word is eternal. And when we think about how through history his word has survived, we have to know that it is his word and it is good for us to read it and to follow it. And the fact that it's been preserved, I think, maybe is the answer to that question. Mm -hmm. We know it's true because he has kept it all of these generations and he's not done yet he'll continue mm -hmm. to keep it to the very end we're taught that uh, we've had a study in revelation recently by our pastor and there's so much in that and i know it's a difficult book but it's worth reading and it's worth thinking about because when you get the age that I am, you know, you're going to get there one day and you're going to be in heaven and you're going to enjoy all the benefits of heaven. It's like moving to a new place. It's going to be wonderful. Mm. And so we don't have to be afraid of that because it's in his word that he is with us to the very end. He promised 
He would never leave us or forsake us. And I'm Hmm. thankful for that. Amen. So, so when the Lord, when you would say the Lord was leading you to do something, you could test those promptings of the Holy spirit, because as believers, we have the Holy spirit in us leading us, but you could test or look at God's word and the truths that you had stored in you from God's word to make sure that they align with what you believed was the leading of the Holy spirit. Because I just see time and time again, like you talking about, you know, you agreed to lead that, um, to teach at the, at Bible study fellowship. And then later thought to yourself, what was I thinking? Why did I agree to that? (laughs) Um, (laughs) that you, um, in that were able then when you, when you again went back to God's word, he met you in that place and gave you that passage from first Thessalonians five. And so when God has led you to something, you have been able to look to his word, to see it affirm what the Holy Spirit was prompting in your heart. That's very true. And we do have the Holy Spirit. He's promised. He promised that he wouldn't leave us alone. He would come. And that happened in Acts at Pentecost. And that's a wonderful book of the Bible to read and to see how God brought his church to be years and years and years ago. And so we can trust him. He's in control. I have a friend who did a little thing um, that she copied and put in a frame and gave to her friends and said, trust, it's, let's see, how does it go? It says, trust me, I have everything under control and it's signed Jesus. So I kept that in my kitchen, in my kitchen window for a long time. And I think of her quite often. She was a wonderful biblical friend. You know, that's another way that I think that you have been able to discern God's clear leading is when we talked about friendships again on the last episode. So go back and listen to that, friends, if you didn't yet, because we talked about friendships and something you said so off the cuff, like it was no big deal, but it really is very important is you said that you had close friendships with Christian women and you said that you had the most important things in common. And it's not about having, you know, the favorite coffee shop in common or the favorite gym that you go to to exercise in common. You had the foundations of the truth of the Lord in common and you lived your lives serving him in submission to him in, um, in reverence to the Lord, in the way that you made choices as, as the women, the way that you were living in your homes um, and in your marriages. And so when you're surrounding yourself with godly women, um, not to say that every woman in our life is going to be that, that kind, but when you pick a tight knit, that close circle, even if it's just two women who are that to you, who are that grounded truth That when you can then go to them and say, you know, I think maybe the Lord is leading me in this, they can also be a voice to say yes. Um, And I think about that in Ephesians, I believe it's in Ephesians 4, where it talks about speaking the truth and love to one another. And when you surround yourself with godly women, then or, or intentionally choose them in your life, 
then they can also speak into the Lord's leading and help be a voice of truth over just a voice of feeling, which is what our, the women in our culture in, at large would, would give us, would be all the feelings. Yeah, this same friend I just talked about, I realized I brought a book with me that she had written, and it was called Lessons Learned in the Storm Cellar. And she told about the storm cellar they had had at her dad's farm and the times they had gone there when there was a storm or tornado. We have these tornadoes occasionally in Texas, and it's good to have a place to go that's safe. And she had a lot of lessons she had learned from the storm cellar, and I thought of her again, and I I was out of something to read, and I went and got that little book and read it again, and it was a blessing to me. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, well, Grandma, to kind of wrap things up today, if you were, I mean, because you are, you're speaking to a lot of moms, how would you recommend, you know, talking to me as your granddaughter or any of these other women, how would you recommend that a mom guard herself from falling into a life living by feelings over a life lived in truth? Well, you just have to go on what the Bible teaches. And if you don't know the Bible, you don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. I think that's the sad thing about our culture today, because I don't, I don't know the percentages, but I've heard that years ago, the Bible was believed to be God's word. And that was our culture. That was the culture we were lived in. Our our pastor preached a sermon recently, roll around July the 4th, on America is a Christian nation. And he had, mm-hmm. he had researched that. It was a wonderful sermon, Supreme Court decisions and many other things that had uh, convinced him that we were established on God's word and God's truth. And when we get away from that, we're just kind of in the wilderness. We're just lost. We don't mm. know what to do. But if we lean on God's word and if we trust him, he's not going to lead us wrong. He's going to lead us in the right way. And so, so that's why it's so important. It saddens me that our people today don't know God's word. It's interesting to watch one program I watch on TV occasionally, perhaps Water's World. You all have seen that. But uh, he asked people on the street questions about our history, about our country, and they have no clue. They don't Mm. know the answers to those questions. So our schools need to get back to teaching truth to teaching things that are important and not someone's ideology. And we just see so many changes in our culture today that it wasn't like this when I was growing up, when my kids were growing up. And I'm thankful that they lived in a country that trusted and believed in God's word. And I pray for that for our country almost every day today, that we will be back to God's truth in our country. Yes. Well, and we know that that belief that begins in the home, 
that those truths that I think it could, it can feel, huh? Here I go again. I think, see, I told you I do it. Um, it can feel very overwhelming and it can feel discouraging and even discouraging thinking about what is the world that I'm sending my children into? What is the world that they are going to live in? But again, going back to truth, because that's what my grandmom taught me to do. And, you know, my mom and my dad is the truth is God could have chosen to put these children in the world, in any place, in any time, in all of history. And he chose this time and this place with me as their mom, because this is where God is going to use them. And this is the, this is the world that God wants to use my children in. And that gives me such hope. Uh, but also, again, going back to First Thessalonians 5, faithful is he who calls and he also will equip and trusting that God has called me to be a mom in this generation during this time in this nation. So God's going to equip me because it is my responsibility first to raise these children in, in God's truth. And like you said, we have to have God's word in our heart. That has to be first. And I, I think about that passage that says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And uh, I would encourage you, friends, if you have not listened to episode 94, uh, so not too long ago, I did one about growing in, I'm trying to think of exactly what we called it. Just go back and listen to it. You'll find it 94. I'll put it in the show notes as well. But we talk about the habits and practices of spending time with the Lord and seeking the Lord um, and loving the Lord with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. But specifically thinking about how we're filling ourselves with him every single day, that we're consistently putting truths from God's word into our heart. Because grandmom, that is what I hear from you in each of these categories, in your marriage, with your children, in your friendships, just with the habits of life that you formed um, and how you, how you led, how you led hundreds and hundreds of women throughout your life that you only were able to do it because you had your cup filled to overflowing by the truth of God's word. And you hid his words in your heart so that when you needed them, you could call on them and they were there. And um, I think about that passage that says, I will bring these truths to your mind, that the Holy Spirit brings those truths of the Lord to your mind because you've hidden them in your heart first. But we have to do the starting work. He can't remind us of things that we haven't first already been taught or first spoken to ourselves. And um, so I pray that as women have listened to this today, that it has inspired them to make it a priority to fill their hearts and minds with the truth of God. So grandmom, thank you so much for being here. This was so special. Well, thank you, Krisha. Good things to think about. You know, you may think, well, but what can I do? I can't do much, but you have a circle of friends and you have a place to have an influence. And it's like a ripple effect. When you throw a rock in the water, the waves go on and on and on. And they have a circle of friends and they can share with their friends. And so that's how God uses us. We don't have to do anything worthy of the television or 
be a celebrity or anything like that. We just do what he calls us to do and we can have an influence. Mm -hmm. And he is faithful. And what a gift it is to have the influence of those little bodies right in front of us. I think about even just your influence in your home with all of your children and all of their children and all of their grandchildren and just what a, what a beautiful legacy you have left. And, um, Thank you for modeling to me the gift of being able to lead women. What a special thing it is that I get to do this in such a different way as times have changed. And now I get to do this over the computer. Um, But I believe God has called me similarly. And I thank you so much for so beautifully modeling that to me, Grandma. Well, thank you, Chris. I love you. (laughs) I love you too. And I'll, I'll talk to you again soon. Love you, Grandma. Bye. What a blessing that was to be able to have my grandmom with us today. I am just going to cherish that conversation and so many little bits of wisdom. It's so wonderful to hear from the generations before us of the truths that they've stored up and just listening to the truths that she has stored of God's word in her over the years. And what a blessing it was to be able to hear from her today. Thank you again so much for joining us. And I know I already said it, but if you haven't yet, go back and listen to last week's because you will be encouraged. And if you have struggled yourself with feeling like, okay, I know I want more time in God's word. I want this to be a part of my regular life, but it's hard. Um, Being totally transparent with you, 100% with little ones, it is hard, but you can find some healthy rhythms of ways that you can create some habits in your life of ways to have God's truth be something that is becomes a habit of what you go to in the same way we have our coffee. You know, you don't start your day without your coffee. We shouldn't start our, na- our day <laughs> even more so without Jesus, because it's going to fuel us for the day. And even hearing from grandmom, it's not even just for that day. It's storing up for those moments that we have to turn to him for his truth over our feelings that come creeping in. So go back and listen to episode 94 that I did with Margo. I think it will really encourage you as we talk about some real practical ways that we have had to establish some rhythms for God's word being a priority in our lives as busy moms. I know it will encourage you. And um, as grandma talked about, we have a sphere of influence also of the women in our lives. So I would encourage you also think about who are a couple women in your life who you could share this with and they could feel like they got to pull up a chair to the table with me and my grandma and they could be encouraged as well. So send that their way. Have a blessed week. I'll look forward to seeing you next week. Bye friends. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our weekly conversations and check out our show notes below where I have links to the resources mentioned on the podcast. I release a new podcast every Monday and additional content at seekholyliving.com, including a video of this conversation and a deeper dive into all things mom. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Seek Holy Living for more fun and conversation. If this was an encouragement to you, please share it with your friends.